Hail cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. It's game week 28 in the books. International break is here. It's time, Brandon, for one of my favorite podcasts. I guess we do this four times a year, don't we? One for each quarter. Mm-hmm. It's Kings of the Game Week. It's a quarterly review of the FPL season. Narrative, Brandon. We're here for narrative. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm good, Josh. Yeah, no, let nobody say we're we're anti-monarchy here at the Always Cheating Podcast right. because Kings right. of the Game Week is one of our favorite podcasts. It's where we go. We're, I think we're starting here in Game Week 17, post-World Cup. I have to get yep. my head straight before we get into <laughs> the Kings of the Game Week because it has been a sports bonanza in yes. our lives. You yes. and I got together on Friday, took the day off work just to uh, do some like minor league online sports gambling and watch N- NCAA <laughs> basketball, yep. Uh, yep. March Madness, lots of fun. Then we have the uh, the combination of our beloved FPL and Premier League and the FA Cup, which the FA Cup, the full of Manchester mm. United match somehow managed to overshadow all the bananas things that happened with uh, free hits and captaincy. Felt like week. I jinxed you a little bit. I, if anyone doesn't know, Brandon's a Fulham supporter, and around the 60th minute mark, I, I, I was I wasn't trying to jinx you. I was just like, wow, like go Fulham. You know, I was just like, this is this is awesome, and I wanted someone to to cheer with. And then uh, and then 10 minutes later, you're basically like could not have scripted a bigger meltdown. It was. <laughs> it wasn't you who jinxed. It was our friend James. Uh, some listeners would know him as Red Dagger, who texted me and said, uh, you know, start looking for tickets to Wembley. And I'm like, dude, why <laughs> did you send me this text? That was, that was really the nail in the coffin. But yeah, you would be, it's funny, like watching amateur athletes in like U.S. college basketball, you think you'd see bigger meltdowns than what you saw yeah. at like the highest level of English football. But no, what yeah. Fulham did was uh, on par, if not more embarrassing than our multiple relegations in the last decade. So, um, I just really <sighs> going to take what, a, 70 a while to get over minute, that. 70, yeah. 73rd minute, 74th minute. I mean, it's tough cause I don't, I don't think realistically Europe's on the table. So that was, that was really getting a, if you even just getting to Wembley for the semifinals would have been a huge accomplishment, but the, you know, what's done is done, Brandon. It's, it's still done. a great season yeah. for Fulham. We must move on. Uh, Mitro is still a hothead that will never go away. That's 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 with us. His first red card for the club, though, let it be said. He's got this reputation yeah. as a hothead. I do think it, it could deserved. be good news. <laughs> yes, not, yeah, the guy is a crazy Serbian, and that is that is a matter of fact. I do think it, it maybe was a good thing for a, a, a mid-table club, like a mid-sized club who was getting too big for their britches. Yeah. And like you, you can't just immediately belong uh, in this place. And I think that's what from Silva to Mitro acting like they, uh, you know, they were they were owed some certain attention from the referee. I mean, Chris Kavanaugh has been a thorn in Fulham's side, but it's just like Fulham just focus, focus on the details here. I went to the yeah. table of the Premier League. And I was like, 39 points, uh, you know, 40 points. That's the benchmark. Are we yep. gonna? Are we not gonna get another point the rest of the season? <laughs> I don't know, but um, but there, that that's your FA Cup lot, and that has yeah. bearing on um, the FPL calendar, as we know from our Lord Ben Crellin. That sort of solidifies the blanks that we're going to be looking ahead to in game week thirty-two, because yep. Manchester United did beat Fulham. They will blank in game week thirty-two, along with Manchester City as well as Brighton. And there is one other club, Josh. Remind me who that is. 
Chelsea, Chelsea. Uh, yes, Chelsea. Of course, Man United, of course. Man City. And I'm I'm looking at my squad right now. It's 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 going to be an interesting decision what to do with some of those Man United and mm-hmm. Man City players. I mean, Holland. A lot of people dropped Holland going into 28. Right? If they didn't if they didn't free hit, then it was it was not that anyone really wanted to do it, but there was kind of a logic behind it. Go for go for Watkins. He did get an assist, so it worked out you know somewhat okay. And he does double in 29. But the temptation to bring Holland back is going to be very strong because they play Southampton in game week 30 and Leicester in 31. Um, so if you have a free hit, then it's fine. You could just free hit in 32 when you're kind of all set and keep rolling. If you don't have a free hit, which you and I both won't now because of our I think we can, have, well, I don't know. In my opinion, it's a, it's a failed strategy. It's worked out a little better for you. And I guess I've got to wait to see how game week 29 pans out. But I, I basically hate everything I've done since the start of game week 26. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I am, I am uh, disgusted with my team, Brandon. I'm, I need this international break to, to reset a little bit. I'm saying this, I am, I'm doing fine. When, when Saka went off today and I was like, what, what the heck was I thinking? Not captaining him. Uh, I was, uh, I was like, I must've doubled my rank here. And uh, it turned out I was, I was fine. I'm at 12,700 overall. So obviously having a great season, but I'm just really frustrated because I felt like I had an opportunity to really pull off a big, a big swing. And I have, I'm on two red arrows two weeks in a row. And that's just sort of not what you want when you play chips two weeks in a row is to, is to actually be in a worse position than you were before. So, um, but we'll see, we'll see if gaming 29 redeems things a little bit. Um, I think right now, I mean, looking, I've got three players from Brighton. Um, I've got no Chelsea, so at least I'm a little covered on that front. Um, and I have, and I got three man United and one man city. So I've got seven players. So basically, uh, I have to decide what to do uh, for the next uh, for the next couple of weeks. But we have an international break, so I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to look at price changes, anything. I'm just going to wait at least a full week, see who gets injured. Someone's going to get injured, and it's going to screw everything up. But wait a week, mm-hmm. see where we are, and then you know uh, make decisions from there. Yeah, for me, it's I guess it's a little bit more of a positive story. I did free hit this game week and ended up with a 12K green arrow. I'm up to 54,393. But you're right. I share your um, your feeling that what could have been. And we're going to talk through Kings of the Game Week is actually kind of instructive when you're thinking about free hits because the uh, you have this idea in your head uh, when you free hit that you're going to basically bring in the Kings of the Game Week. All right. 11 of your starters right. are going to be the top scorers. <laughs> and that obviously yeah. is just not going to be the case. You would think you'd get some of them. Spoiler yeah. alert, we only had one King of the Game Week for Game Week 28, and that was Sokka. Neither of us captained him you do you did think that the you know 120 minutes in the Europa League on Thursday night losing on pens was going to have some sort of an impact on how yeah. Arsenal would play against Palace but it didn't they looked amazing sensational and just <laughs> so happened that we both had Odegaard uh, yeah. who was one of the attacking players who didn't manage to get a return I've been doing some like con- complex math here of did I hurt myself with the free hit because the reason I played the free hit was I was going to be short three starters and then it was four starters when we learned that Saliba was out with injury so I feel like then it kind of became pretty cut and dry for me to play the free hit just to get uh four additional players out had I just captain Saka who I already had could I have gotten away with it well who I brought in on my free hit 
Kane captaincy, so that's 12 points, plus Sun, and my big winner on my free hit was Emmy Buendia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was like minute a minute too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that is just a stroke of luck and you could call it jammy lucky. I don't care. I'm taking these eight points that really did give me the green arrow. But right there is 25 points that I brought in just for my free hit. Yeah. I, I feel like it's, it's um, maybe a qualified success, but we'll call it a success and I'm happy to move on. And I agree. Yep. As I said on my wild card going into 27, this is all predicated on how the bench boost in 29 goes. And if bench boost 29 is a success, then I think my wild card free hit bench boost gambit will be great. I have a couple of issues going into the international break. It's Danny Ward, who is going to be my bench goalkeeper for 29. I guess mm-hmm. he has to go. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, pretty obvious. Bring in Steele from Brighton. But as we just mentioned, Brighton blank in 32. And I feel like I have six players who blank now in 32 and I, I feel confident that I can kind of that I can transfer my way into a strong team for 32 without having to worry about that but the this goalkeeper situation along with Saliba are really my only pain points for the break yeah and uh, and of course just because this season is I mean, it's kind of crazy, and I guess we can get into this a little bit with the Kings of the Game Week, but the entire second half of the season has just been blanks and doubles. I mean, we have not had we have not had a ton of normalcy so far, Brandon. Uh, a word invented uh, during the presidential run of Warren G. Harding. I'm sure you I'm sure you knew mm. that, but good knowledge. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a made up word uh, for his presidential campaign. Uh, but we are. I, I I am I'm yearning for for normalcy and. I guess we're going to get it looking at Ben Crellin's charts here in game week 38. Great. So the final uh, game week of the season, uh, <laughs> no, we should no. have a nice a nice little reset there. Uh, I guess game week 30, but even then you're kind of planning for 31, 30, you know. So, but let's let's enjoy game week 30. That'll be fun. I think I'll be uh, I'll be just back Brandon from uh, Mexico City then so that nice. will be that'll nice. be a nice nice time yeah so uh all right so that's that's where we are i uh my, my my like you know five sentence summation of game week 28 is uh, i don't want to talk about it so i think that's actually six <laughs> words uh but i don't yeah don't want it that's one word just don't want it together um so that's that's where we are Let's 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 you know keep things positive though, Brandon, because Kings of the Game Week is a very fun episode, and I I think what I like about it is that it makes you realize that you have to enjoy the journey of the FPL season. When you go back and you go mm-hmm. game week by game week, you realize all these fun stories, the narratives, the counter narratives, uh, emerging stars, disappointing legends. You, you get it all when you look back, and you, it, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle if you don't you know take a take a second to. To look around, Brandon, to, to sort of lightly paraphrase uh, uh, Ferris Bueller. So um, anyway, so the international break is here. We'll do a proper Game Week 29 preview and discussion next week. Uh, there's not a lot of value, in my opinion, in doing it right now because uh, let's see who gets injured. And then we'll we'll you know we go from there. So quick thank you, though, to um, uh, Rolf Sund, our newest uh, Patreon supporter. And our manager of the month is Craig Jackson. Brandon, he's the top scorer in our Patreon league for the month of April. He's also a producer patron. So how do you like that? A double well done, for Craig. Mr. Jackson. And I'm sorry. not I'm not sorry, Mr. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be flying high, too, uh, Craig is, after that 4-2 victory over Wolves. Uh, is yeah. it, are they, are yeah. Leeds back? Are you a believer? Uh, well, uh, cons- Jack Harrison got a lot of stick from a lot of people this season. 
It's just like last season when Leeds was in trouble and Leeds can score goals. And I feel like that's when you're in a relegation battle, if you're a team that can score goals, at least occasionally, you're going to get some wins, (laughs) right? And it's the teams who can't score goals that struggle to even get wins. And they're the ones who get the nil-nil or they're the ones who get the one-ones when you need like the occasional 4-2 like this. I mean, Leeds can't defend at all, but as long as they keep, you know, racking up these (laughs) these 4-2s, they'll be fine. Well, thank you to uh, our Patreon supporters and also thank you to the BBC who invited the Always Cheating podcasters on uh, Radio 5. Last week, we joined Alistair Ball Bruce, Chris Sutton, Premier League winner, Golden Boot winner, and Statman Dave for Fantasy 606. You can actually listen to me and Josh join the 606 gang for last week's fantasy chat on the BBC 606 feed. It was a, mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, yes. especially to Allie for reaching out to us and setting that up. Thanks. It was great to meet Statman Dave because Statman Dave, he's just like us. Like he is the he's the fantasy community entry point into that show. And then, of course, Chris yeah. is the I think you would liken him, Josh, to the uh, John McEnroe of fantasy six. Yeah. Yeah. He has a, a Ryanness that I, that I enjoyed, uh, experiencing. So really, really fun episode. And, uh, yeah, really, really fun to appear on, on an episode of their pod. And, uh, yeah, so, so definitely check it out, you know, listen to ours, give it a download and then go check that out. Right. So if you, I, Everybody I, I wins. if you're listening right now, you probably gave it a download or, or a stream already. Does anyone download pods anymore? Brandon, a stream, but let's say maybe, maybe you're in a coffee shop right now and the, the barista, is is playing this episode loudly over the speakers. Very common thing, Brandon. That we, you and I have heard mm-hmm. hundreds of times in cafes here in, in Brooklyn. Do you ever go in into the cafe and ask for the ox cord, Josh, so you can play your favorite podcast for the entire coffee shop? <laughs> you say, "Give me the ox." I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing it from from here on out. So let's take a break. We'll get back, and we're gonna go from I believe it's. Eight, game week 17 to 28. It's the third quarter review of the FPL season. Coming right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. 
Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com And we're back. Kings of the Game Week. I think we've spent enough time introducing it, is, it and what it is. I, I guess the one thing we didn't note is that Kings of the Game Week is, at this point, a um, it's like a throwback to when the Team of the Week was sponsored by Budweiser, the King of Beers, mm-hmm. and they called it the King of Kings of the Game Week. They have mm-hmm. stopped sponsoring it for whatever reason. I think this is before our pod started to give it the extra juice, Brandon. I think if I think if we were doing these Kings of the Game Weeks pod, it might still be sponsored right now. I think that's there's a possibility there. And, we, and actually, <laughs> not enough people be always were talking cheating. about it. <laughs> Yeah, and we'd be always cheating brought to you by Budweiser. So we everyone everyone lost here, Brandon. If only, uh, if only. Yeah. But we we I think our idea when we were getting ready for this episode, Josh, was maybe FPL needs more sponsorship. Now, if you go to the FPL site at the bottom of the screen, you see all of the Premier League sponsors, you know, Kublo, sure. Oil, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Panini. We need an FPL sponsor to throw some cash at FPL Towers so we can get this this freaking yep. site to upload a little faster. That's all we want. <laughs> so, um, but the, and the Kings, and it, it still exists though. And this is the, the team of the week. And this is, you know, when you go on your team page and you look at your score and then you see what the top score was that week. Right. And it's not, it's, it's, it's the best team that could have been uh, put together. Right. So the, the top, the top team you could have assembled for that particular game week. And so um, it, you, you get some really funky formations as you go through this brand, a lot of four, five ones and things that question your own, our own addiction to a, a three, four, three, right? You're like, yeah, why, why am I not just going four, five, one, or I don't know, you know, three, five, two, uh, you know, it's, it's really, um, it's very, it's very interesting when you go through these and what you find. So, all right, let's kick things off, Brandon, with game week 17. This was the boxing day fixtures, uh, came right after the world cup, very shortly after the world cup, kind of a shocker that some of these people were playing this closely after the world cup. I mean, you know, England had been knocked out like two weeks before, uh, Mitro Serbia had a very frustrating, uh, experience in the world cup. Uh, but back, back they were, uh, Trippier, of course, as well. Uh, and I'm just naming the players that were in the Kings of the game week. I mean, a lot of people came back you know, right <laughs> off the bat. Sure. And so when I think of game week 17, and I'll let you talk here in a second. When I think of game week 17, the thing that comes to mind right away for me is Alexander Mitrovic and everyone, he was an incredibly popular pick for, a lot of teams, because if you recall, Brandon, everyone had a chance to, um, they had unlimited transfers after the World Cup. You didn't have to use a wild card. It was just the game had, had paused for six weeks. And to get everybody yep. back into it, you had unlimited transfers for the reset. And so he was very popular because they had a double game week a couple weeks after this. Uh, they had a nice run of fixtures. Um, looked like he was going to be ready to play. And then the day before, uh, manager comes out and says, uh, we're not sure. We don't think he's going to be ready. So hopefully in the next week or so, but we don't think he's going to be ready for Boxing Day. Of course, you know, next day starts, uh, gets two goals and an assist, uh, has a has a terrific match and uh, finishes on 15 points. We all rush to buy him, at which point he proceeds to uh, miss penalties like they're going out of style. 
hits yellow, like he gets yellow guards. He's getting battling injuries. We all captained Herm during double game week. It was just, uh, it was a very stressful run. The, uh, the Mitro run, Brandon. I, I finally didn't drop him until like two weeks ago. I like somehow I'd, I'd had him for all yeah. for all these weeks. Well, we'll see if he plays again this season. Our, our new friend, Chris Sutton was calling for a 10 match ban after what he did to Chris Kavanaugh on the FA Cup match this weekend, so I mean he's going to face at least a four to five match ban, and yeah, he yeah. scored one goal. Mitrovic has since game week seventeen in that match in which he scored that one goal, he totaled five points for that match. Yeah. So he's just been yeah. unownable yeah. in fantasy at that point, and, and and also his his form just in real life has has pretty much disappeared. My memory of the game week seventeen, and you, you see him here in Kings of the Game Week with his. 13 pointer is this was the coming out party for Solly March up yes. till this point in the season. Solly had not scored a single goal for Brighton. He comes in, he starts against Southampton, gets a goal and an assist. And since then he has gone on to score five more goals. And uh, he mm-hmm. is just like one of the hottest mid price mids in the game. So it's just interesting to see what that world uh, world cup break did for some of these guys who have now it feels like they've been in the uh, the fantasy discussion for much longer. So I think there's a little bit of a comeback narrative here, and and because I mean, March never really came back from anything because he was never that great of a fantasy asset. But uh, Marcus Rashford was another player who we were all sort of a little on the fence about. I mean, it's hard, it's 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 easy to forget now, but it was not a done deal that Marcus Rashford was like an essential player. Um, you know, it was partially because they doubled uh, early on that, that a lot of people were considering him. And I, I sort of reluctantly brought him in. I won't even pretend otherwise. I was like, well, all right, he's so cheap, right? Started the season at 6.5 million. Might as well just just go for Rashford and just, it just makes sense. He kind of, I have a, a midfielder sized hole that I will, <laughs> that I will use with him. And I think the other one is Kepa. And this was, uh, I, I was, uh, again, I, you know, it took me a little while because I, I, I guess that's like a real, there's a lot of redemption stories this year in general, right? Because you have, uh, you know, March who's a player. I, I just really didn't consider to be a great fantasy asset. You have Kepa who uh, almost universally was, was considered to be a bit, a bit of a flop at Chelsea. Uh, Rashford seemed like maybe his best, Years of Manchester were behind him. Maybe that's a little too extreme, but it kind of felt that way at times. Um, and uh, even I don't know, even Trippier, I guess. Although I thought I think I feel like we we're all pretty quick to to, yeah, to we catch on to his appeal. We fine. were good with Trippier. All right, fine. I won't go. I won't go that far. Uh, but I think I think you know there were really really a handful of players that Tim Ream had to kind of. You got to give a shout for Tim Ream, yeah. who's in this uh, in this Kings of the Game Week with a fourteen pointer. He yeah. is uh, uh, very emblematic of that uh, comeback narrative. It's funny because Fulham, even though Mitro had a frustrating run, uh, and that, that goal with the yellow card, if you remember that yellow card knocked him out. Of, I mean, I'm getting ahead of ourselves here. But that yellow card knocked him out of the second leg of that double for uh, for right. Fulham, if you remember. <laughs> it was a totally unnecessary yellow. But that was also during a great run for Fulham. I mean, Fulham basically made... It made it clear that there was no way they were going down in that January yeah. run. So, um, you know, credit to them, December and January. All right, let's move on to Game Week 18, Brandon. Mm, what do you see game here? Week what do you see with Game Week 18? Well, I'm seeing lots of uh, a few more oddballs. You know, we've got Malasia <laughs> and Juan Basaka. There is clearly mm-hmm. a lot of injury and rotation happening in the Manchester United defense yeah. in Game Week 18. And then Crystal Palace having. Uh, a banner week with Jordan Ayew on a ten and ten pointer and Olise yep. uh, yep. on on twelve here. So 
uh, and Douglas Louise, Paulina. It's like revenge <laughs> of the guys you will never have in your fantasy team. I think that the two guys, or let's let's just say three to four guys who are often in the conversation who make this week's Kings of the Game Week, Shaw, Odegaard, and then two Brentford players, and Rhea and, and Tony. So those are guys that you yeah. would kind of expect to pop up from time to time but otherwise 18 is just very random kings kings week this is the this is the cruddiest i think kings of the game that we're going to encounter you can even see in the total score right the week before that it's 138 points the highest score you can put together game week 18 it's 114 next game week's 139 one after that is 143 so uh far and away the um the, the the crummiest Brandon of of the uh, the restart game weeks. Uh, I don't even remember. I mean, I got I clearly man, you kept a clean sheet, but the fact that Shaw Wambasaka and Malasia all end up on exactly nine points. I've, I want to go back and I've, figure that one out. I've got the rationale for you, Josh. <laughs> okay. Manchester United win one nil away at the Molyneux, so you can okay. tell a yep. uh, very defensive game. Rashford gets the goal. Crystal yep. Palace also win away against Bournemouth. So okay. United and Palace do very well in the Kings of the Game because they're playing at that point in time the two worst worst defenses or worst worst teams in the division in Wolves and Bournemouth. Well, there there you go then. And uh, Douglas Louise, uh, he, he I feel like he pops up in these Kings of the Game weeks like once a season. You know, you get you, you get a little Louise sighting from time to time in there. Yep. Um, all right, well let's let's move on from from that one then, Brandon. A forgettable. That's I, I feel like that even that. that I guess that would be the second run of matches during the festive fixtures, which is always the cruddiest one. This, those are always the ones, Brandon, where if I'm if I'm if I'm staying in New York for for the holidays that year, I'm popping mm-hmm. over to the Black Horse at three o'clock in the afternoon. It's always like it's always like Leicester, Southampton. You know, some game where you're like, I really yeah. should go to a museum today, and somehow I'm, I'm drinking at a bar at three o'clock in the afternoon watching a lot of people watching these matches alone. Is what's happening? Yeah, there's a lot of in K yeah, eighteen. Yeah, popping out the a lot of people are popping out a laptop and getting some emails done uh, while this is while these ones are on. Uh, all right, that brings us to game week nineteen. I believe these were the New Year's fixtures. Um, the player of the week for game week nineteen was Harold Danforth Canning, also known as Harry Kane, finished on sixteen points. A lot of Spurs in there. The thing about these these best teams you can put together is they cheat, Brandon. They'll often throw four players from a single team into this. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we have, uh, yeah, Kane and, Kane and Perisic from, from Spurs are on here. So not actually the case this time, but you have, um, you have again, uh, three, three from Fulham, Tim Ream again, Tim Ream's second appearance in Kings of the Game Week, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the West London Derby where Fulham hosted Chelsea and won 2-1. So okay. uh, yep. scenes, definitely. Uh, yep. And... Uh, Spurs win 4-0 away at Palace. This was the match in which everyone, where Kane gets halftime. the brace and everyone's like, kind of like, uh, maybe I got to get a Harry Kane back. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I, well, and this is the one where it was, it was nil-nil at halftime, too. They had this remarkable yeah. Yeah, second right. half where they absolutely destroyed them. Weird season for Spurs. I mean, I, I don't know how that 3-3 happened yesterday that is the one of the most unusual results of of yeah. the season i mean i know that spurs aren't great but that is inexplicable like how do you lose or how do you, i mean that's a draw that feels like a loss i said how do you lose but it, it felt like a loss um yeah and then you've got uh Sally march again so again brand we get we're seeing the the 
Second appearance from March. Second appearance from Shaw. Second appearance from your boy Tim Ream, our boy, our American, mm-hmm. our American cousin mm-hmm. Tim Ream. Uh, it's kind of funny because I'm looking at the um, what they the teams of the game like they they mark the players even if they're uh, um, if they're if they're out in game week 28 for some reason they still mark them as out in the in the game right now and mm-hmm. you can see uh, William is uh, red flagged here as is Casemiro. So we've got mm-hmm. we've got multiple players in yeah. the game against as is Matt Darty who suspension. <laughs> Matt Darty is out because his contract is ended. So that's rather wow. blunt from the FPL site. That's that's kind of wild, isn't it? He's just he's he doesn't they don't employ him any longer. So it's a <laughs> you know Marcus Alonso. Please take your like things and go. Too. Marcus Alonso is like that too. It says uh, left by mutual consent is what it says. I like that they keep him in the game. Though. Sure, very mutual. I'm very sure it was very mutual. Huh? It'd be cool if there was just like a blank uniform right there. Like there was just like somebody. Somebody had 14 points in game week 19. We don't know who it was. It was just like a empty empty vessel. Um, all right. So that that's uh, and then and then Ferguson, too. It's uh, Brighton have really um, I, I you know, I, I just feel like I really I, I got a little stuck in the mud when it came to the game week 25 wild card. I just it felt it felt rushed. It felt unnecessary. And I feel like I have to just like take the L on this one, because I think I think ultimately it was a pretty effective strategy. It would have looked even better if if Liverpool hadn't won mm-hmm. that match against Man United 7-0, right? If that's just a 1-0 win or something like that, um, I think that strategy looks really good right now as yeah. opposed to just pretty good. We'll see what happens with Ferguson, though. So he he makes the kings of the game week in game week 19 with his yep. goal and an assist, but he's only scored one goal in, uh, in the Premier League since then in game yeah. week 21. I mean, he came out and shot the lights out in the FA Cup this weekend. So he's clearly like... An incredible yeah. player for Brighton. Just like to see him do a little bit more in the fantasy space. Undav scored today too, Brandon. So there's a little competition up front now for uh, for the Brighton men. Healthy. It's uh, healthy. Mm-hmm. It's healthy. I, I think so too. It's like it's like having a fiber in your breakfast. You know, it's healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. Game week twenty, Brandon. The player of the week is Sully March's third appearance. Why? Unbelievable. I need to be looking. I need to be looking at the in the kings of the game week when I'm starting to make when I'm making my transfers because I this this emerging selling March narrative is uh, I feel like we're sleeping. It's pretty obvious when you think about it. It's pretty (laughs) obvious. Three an awesome season. So uh, selling March. This was the uh, you and I were actually we watched the the, that March game because that was. uh, we were in New Orleans uh, during that one. Yeah, exactly. The Liverpool, Solly March was amazing. I think he had a brace and could have scored about five in that one. It was really, and uh, again, Liverpool on the road, just really struggling this season and, and kind of all of their all of their away matches. Uh, but another another big match for him, uh, Mares. Mares is your classic uh, nineteen or one. This is just this is the Mares way, and because uh, mm-hmm. every year they they, we, they try to talk us into Mares, Brandon. I feel like they try to they try to pull on our coat and and get us try. To, to turn around and look at Mares. And I just I don't want to look. It's like looking at the sun. I, I just don't want any part of it. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it never goes well when you look at the sun. You yeah, know, you, you, ever, you have to Mares. you have to look at Mares through one of those cereal boxes with like a pinhole yeah, for the light exactly. to get through. It's, it's the, the only, only healthy way, way to look at Mares. The only healthy way to do it, exactly. Maybe some kind of time lapse camera or something. Actually this is this is a time lapse camera, Brandon, of the FPL season, which is uh, the right is, way to, to look it at really it. It really is. You got Brennan Johnson up front. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Forrest occasionally rely on goals to to win, and yep. uh, here he is. And 
I think this is what what's interesting to me about Game Week 20 and the Kings is Dan Byrne and Kieran Trippier. And I feel I think this is sort of emblematic of of sort of the uh, the scales tipping for Newcastle, where if you go back yeah. and listen to our Kings of the Game Week for the first half of the season, I'm sure it was just like yeah. Trippier and Almiron again and again and again. And Trippier yeah. with a nine pointer already, you're thinking nine points is not quite enough, my friend, after what you've, you've given us. And I don't think we see too much of Newcastle in the teams of the week after this. So it's kind of like yeah. the world cup kind of, zapped Newcastle of their Kings of the Game Week energy. Yeah, it, it, they still could, you know, pop up and, and snag one of those Champions League spots, but it does feel a little less likely now. Um, I, I I mean, in hindsight, getting the two points from the win at Forest, the, the very late mm-hmm. uh, goal there. And uh, and then Spurs huge. drawing was was huge. So and then and then Chelsea drawing too. That is an, that is there were those were two insane draws that happened this weekend, Brendan. I cannot believe that uh, that Chelsea Everton match. Was it was it two two? Was it the final score for that one? It was two two. And and watching the first half, you're just and and we both free hit Chilwell in and had Kepa in goal, and so we were feasting painful. on points because it was like Everton were not attacking. Uh. And no. the commentary even called this out when Everton started to string a few attacks together in the second half of like, well, Chelsea just aren't used to defending in this match. This could be an issue. And it turned out to yeah. be a pretty big issue from the end to go from uh, Chilwell would have been on a uh, eight pointer Kepa on a six to seven pointer. And suddenly they're both on one point each. It's just like a crushing blow to free hits. It really was. Uh, Arsenal conceding was not a great uh, moment for for myself either on the on the free hit. And you actually completely lucked out. I I, I got I just like uh, I mean or whatever. Maybe maybe you knew that that Zinchenko was going to go off early and uh, and uh, how and did I luck Arsenal out? Concede. He, he was still on when they conceded. Oh, was he still on when they conceded? Okay, yeah. all right. So we both okay. So we didn't luck out. I thought I, for some reason in my head he he came off before they conceded. Uh, all right. Well, we're both in misery. Misery loves company, Brandon. And uh, yeah, I, I would think the free hit was was it was was definitely a flop. I mean, uh, I just think it's uh, I, but uh, you know, I said earlier that um, I I I'm you know I'm down two red arrows because of the strategy. But I I honestly wonder if. Uh, I'd be down a lot more if if I hadn't actually uh, made this these moves. This is the thing. Because, yes. This yeah. Is the yeah. Thing. Exactly. It may be that the real move would have been, and I don't mean to meander too much here, but the real move may have been to wildcard in twenty six, and just because it, you know, and I think I think wildcard in twenty seven was almost like okay, I need to correct uh, uh, the, the mistake. I, I don't think I ever would have bench boosted in 27. So I, I don't feel bad about that part of it, but I think I just, I found myself a little bit on the back foot uh, as a result. And I think that um, it's, uh, it's, it's come back to hurt me a little bit. So anyway, let's move on to game week 21. Who's let's. our player of the week for game week 21, Brandon? Our player of the week is Erling Brute Holland with 17 points. He plays for Manchester City and uh, just to just to cast your mind back to when Manchester City were playing in game week 21, they played on Sunday against Wolves, and that was just an easy hat trick for Mr. Holland. <laughs> That's Mr. right, <laughs> as steady as she goes, and, just nice and easy. And this, I, I feel like looking at this, this Kings list, it's how I feel about Man City this season. 
Holland is yeah. here with 17 points. Even though they kept a clean sheet, there is not yeah. a single other Manchester City player, not even people who provided those many assists to Holland. Nothing, nobody. The only City player worth having for fantasy is is Holland. And, uh, and nobody here really... Well, actually, there's one man who holds a candle to Holland in game week 21, and it's Jared Bowen. And... This was this was was this a moment, Josh, where West Ham started sort of flirting with our emotions? I, yeah. They're like, hey, I think this. Remember was, this how was fun the, this was? Yeah. This is the moment when I think I thought they sacked David Moyes. I think that's when I started crediting <laughs> yeah, right. the new performance, did the new manager bump. I just somehow got in my head that he had been sacked. Yeah, but uh, again, like Brighton is 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 an already emerged theme here. We've got Matoma with ten and Astupanan yeah. making a, a much deserved appearance in the Kings with a nine pointer. So just Brighton ever present. Name this Bournemouth player, Josh, in our midfield ten pointer King of the Game Week, Anthony. I'll give you, I'll Venmo you five dollars if you can tell me Anthony's first name. Isn't it Jaden? J-A-I-D-O-N. Is that how you say his first name? Okay. $5 coming to you uh, right after <laughs> hey, this podcast. Excellent. Good pull. All right. Nice. Know, I your, like know your cherries. I think he's had some nice moments this season. And, uh, I mean, I, I clearly, uh, you know, Bournemouth have been way too inconsistent for any, for us to really talk about them at all on this pod. Solanke is fun. He gets involved. Doesn't actually score goals, but he's fun. He's in the mix. I like a player who's in the mix, Brandon, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that, that's that's my style. I like a, if you're mixing it up, you're scrapping, then uh, you're probably a, a Josh Landon kind of guy. All right, let's move on to game week 22, Brandon. Ooh, this was a big one. This was this was the week when you and I triple captained Marcus Rashford. One of the probably mm-hmm. the best moment of the season for both of us. Uh, yeah. And I mean, 60 points in a, on a TC that is a great return. Bruno came through with 12 points as well. Um, just a, a really solid, I think I, this was the first time I cracked the top 10 K was, was with the, was when game week 22 and it was just a, it was a fun one. So, uh, any, any, yeah. any other thoughts on 22? Well, I Memories? remember the, the debate going into 22 with the Manchester United double people were starting to build a little bit more trust with Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, you and I both opted for Rashford at the end of the day. Bruno does make the list with 12 points. So that's at least good to back up um, at least my thinking there. Yeah. And Brentford, we haven't really mentioned their defense much. Ben Mee and Rico Henry uh, are here alongside Wolverhampton. Let's, the less yeah. said about Wolverhampton, the better. But uh, Brentford's defense definitely deserving of an appearance. And, 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 and Bomo. If you look up front, uh, let's see what was what was the fixture for Brentford this week. We're looking at a uh, home hosting Southampton, of course. You oh, could have guessed. There you go. Yeah, yeah, and I think that uh, Nanto he was one of the double game makers for um, for Leeds, and that was that was a bold pull. I feel like a few people in some of our mini leagues brought him in, and it's always fun when I, I think real. You know, we always. I sometimes get frustrated with double game week strategy because it feels like you're not really fantasy at its best. I feel like should involve some element. I mean, this is my perspective. Many, many disagree. The the more data inclined disagree with me, but what I enjoy is is sort of watching a lot of games and one and thinking, I suppose about, about 
the Premier League and uh, and in fantasy and sort of basing at least some of it on what I'm sort of seeing. And that's just part of the fun for me. And I feel like uh, but sometimes uh, you go the other way where you're like, no one would regularly bring in Nanto. Right. That's just not a move that people are really strongly considering if they played in a single. But sometimes you you just go for it. Right. And you bring in someone like mm-hmm. this in a double and it, and it pans out and he finished on 11. So I, it is always really fun when those this kind of one week you know, punts really come off. Well, speaking of unfun, uh, the, I'm reminded looking at game week 22 of Tarkowski, James Tarkowski, he gets a 15 pointer scoring the one and only goal against Arsenal. Like the one mm-hmm. defeat Arsenal has had this, um, uh, in my, in, in the, our, my short term memory. And this led yep. me to get James Tarkowski, which was just a complete nightmare for the next two yep. to three weeks. So thanks for nothing, James. Yeah, I got one eight pointer out of him and then he immediately got a nine pointer the week after I dropped him. So that's his classic. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's you just yeah, you never know what you're getting. It's a lesson to all of us. You know, you don't overinvest. I mean, at least know what you're investing in. You know, Brighton, Brentford, those those are quality mid table sides. That's a that's a quality investment right there. But the the, the spine of it, maybe not the spine exactly, but the. I don't know, the red blood cells, some, something that's not quite as important as the, I guess it's all pretty important if it's part of your body, but you know, so I'm not a not doctor, man. Yeah. The, the flesh of your team, Brandon needs to be made up with quality and affordable, uh, players from the table team. <laughs> that's true. I didn't really know where to, where to go with that one. So your spine <laughs> of course is your best players, but you, something else, right? I don't know the, uh, the vertebrae. Is that maybe? Is that, the, I, I don't know. I would go feet and yeah. hands, something that's super useful like that. Um, but yeah. That's fine. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Why I wanted to get very medical there. So anyway, Ian Acho has popped up. I, I don't know. It's so funny to see him at all in these things because that Leicester team has just been so uh, ridiculous. I, I I don't know what to say. I mean, it's I I like I I want to like Leicester. I you and I had one of our. One of, probably my favorite match going experience was when you and I went to see the, with the King Power to watch Lester play. Not necessarily the match itself, which went terribly for me fantasy wise, and I let it bleed into my real life enjoyment. But the atmosphere <laughs> at the stadium uh-huh. was heaven to me. I was like, this is what I want. I want like this is exactly what everyone's idea of an English stadium experience is like, right? Which is that you uh, you go to work. You know, it was a Monday night game. Like you go to work, you come home, and then. You meet all your friends and everybody was just saying hi to each other outside the stadium. Yeah. And it felt like a, a total family vibe um, inside. You had kids and, and parents and everybody just sort of mingling together. And it, the stakes were high, but not too high. It was just wonderful. And so uh, it's maybe sort of a lifelong fan of, of Lester. Uh, but this season has really tested my, <laughs> like they have not been fun to watch. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just, yeah. I'm sure long, life, lifelong supporters are wondering what's going on with this club. Sure. But I, uh, I, I have come over the course of the season to have more appreciation for Leicester after what has happened to Jesse Marsh and Patrick Vieira, Leeds and Crystal Palace, respectively, of just like, hey, let's just things aren't going exactly according to plan. Let's just sack the manager and and yeah. devil may care. Brendan Rodgers has been has been steering some very choppy waters since the start of the season. And Lester just said, you know what? Everybody knows what they're doing. They're still in a relegation battle. Who knows what's going to happen? But I feel like you're putting Lester in a much better position than you are Palace and Leeds at this point. It's just like putting Crystal Palace in this (laughs) level of chaos. It's like from the frying pan into the fire. 
I think for them. It's funny because I, I do agree with you. And then I was like, yeah. And it's like they, and then I looked at it. I was like, wow, Leicester have taken one point from 15. <laughs> it's like I thought they had well, done a little yeah. better than that over the last uh, five. Yeah, I, I, I think it is. It's, it's interesting. Just, I mean, I, we won't know until the season's over. But I just think you're going to bet on the, the stability, uh, the yes, continuity so over, over anything else. What you will also bet on in game week 23 was Manchester City and the double. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of jealous managers who did not triple captain Rashford the previous game week opted to go Holland and were only were given half the points as Rashford in the Mm -hmm. previous game week. So Holland and the double gets 10 points, but it is just a a pick amongst Manchester City midfielders with the double. De Bruyne with 15. Mares was a popular pick in this game week when he was in Pep's good graces for a brief moment. Grealish (laughs) with a 13-pointer and uh, and Rodri eternal weirdo with with 12 points. Uh, It's really an incredible week for city ownership. Yeah, I had KDB in, in Holland for this game week, and uh, they, they really carried my team looking looking back, and I, I did pull it up real quick. Oh, yeah, Luke Shaw, Brandon. I had Mr. Luke Shaw mm-hmm. came through as well. I had uh, I had a Kanji who got a whopping two points in a double. Yeah. For, and I, and I, I put Luke Shaw on my bench. Why am I looking at this? This is horrible. This is putting me <laughs> in a bad mood. Well, there was something about, yeah, that, that was the week when, when Pep, we all, like, sort of lost our patience with him uh, defensively. And of course, I think they've gone on a run of clean sheets since then. Like uh, the mo- uh, classic FPL, the moment we all finally threw up our hands and gave up on Pep is the, is the moment when he, um, I guess they know they did concede to Newcastle. Okay. But they, so they have, to, it's just the two clean sheets in the last three matches. Um, all right. So yeah, but game week 23, that, yeah, as you can see, they, they've cheated once again, Brandon, they've thrown five Man City players into this uh, game. The best, the best game week of the, or the, the, the best team for the game week. Yanacho, is that the second week in a row? <laughs> what the heck? Yanacho, yep. game week 22 and 23, what is going on? I have not even briefly. The continuity I was talking about. This season. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eventually it's going to translate into wins. You know, <laughs> we think it's going to happen. <laughs> I think so. All right, game week 24. Let's see. Do you remember game week 24, Brandon? That would have been, um, let's see, February 18th. Okay, so just about a month ago was game week 24. Top scorer yeah. that week was Seamus Coleman. Scored a brilliant goal that week. Uh, and a yeah. Guerrero-esque angle. It was like, he basically yeah. was on the, you know, yeah, it was 40 yards away and just angled it beautifully. Probably goal of his career. Yeah, let's see. Was that against Leeds? Yeah, it was against Leeds. So, yeah, he's the top points getter. But he, I feel like it's kind of unfair that Coleman is given player of the week. I wonder what the tiebreaker is because Rashford and Emerson Royale at Spurs also get 15 points. So why, why does Coleman get? The- I, think, I, think, I think it's the top BPS. I think that's how they do it. Okay. All right. Fine. Well, well whatever, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, James Ward Prowse makes his second appearance in, in the last few weeks and, and Mm -hmm. he's, he's, he seems to be king of the 10 pointer. If I go back to, let's see, he got 15 points in game week 20 when he last appeared. And I think he had 10 points this week, game week 28. So well done to James Ward Prowse fans. 
Yep. Uh, some then... some very random guys: Bernardo at City, <laughs> Abricio Ezzi at the nine I mean, the pointer. The best one, though, you're sleeping on the best one, which is uh, Chris Wood. Uh, is the uh, the only forward that cracks mm-hmm. the team of the, the 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 best game week for 24. Uh, Chris I Wood feel like this is points. <laughs> yeah, I think eight points. This must be maybe there's a rule with Kings of the Game Week that they have to feature a forward. And that's how Chris Wood yeah. gets in here because it's crazy that that's... only one that eight is the highest score for any forward uh, for that. That's a very low score. That's uh, yeah. And that, I, I think that's the only goal goal that Chris Wood has scored two for four. So let me pull it up here and make confirm that. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing. Uh, oh, wait, hold the phone. Three mm-hmm. goals. Chris Wood has wow. scored three goals. So congrats to him. <sighs> I forgot about yeah, all those good goals. Good job, Chris Wood. Yeah. Goal fest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's, that's, yeah, this is, this is a funky one. Let's let you, yeah, Trent pops up there as well. It's a, uh, by the way, do you think, I, I really don't like the Liverpool away kits. And I feel like Trent in particular looks bad in those kits. I, the last time I saw him wearing one of those, now, like when I think of Trent right now in my head, I think of him in one of those kits because he looks like he's wearing a hospital gown. There's something about the gray look of that. And they're like they're not very tight either, and it looks like he's wearing scrubs, like he's about to mm-hmm. perform surgery or something like that. It's not a not a great look, I gotta say. I think I think with uh, his 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 right foot is is enough of a wand that I'd trust him to perform heart surgery on me with his with his right foot. So bring it on. I wow. think Jeez, what is I think a, it's a, a good Liverpool look. supporters uh, podcast now. <laughs> I th- I've actually <laughs> been thinking a fair amount about. Trent, because if Saliba ends up having some sort of a long-term issue or ahead of me having to get rid of Luke Shaw for yeah. United's Game Week 32 blank, I'm like, oh, Trent, because Liverpool ha- are, are home hosting Nottingham Forest in 32, and then they'll probably have a double where they play at Anfield in both matches, Spurs Fulham. As you mentioned earlier, Josh, Liverpool yeah. are really only worth their salt when they're playing at Anfields. I think he is going to be in our thoughts again soon. I think that's possible. I, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's frustrating watching him play this season. I mean, it's just like he's so chaotic. To, I don't know. I mean, you're right. I mean, fantasy-wise, it isn't necessarily relevant, but I, I feel like he's not quite... He's not quite on it this season. I, I would probably opt for someone cheaper. But anyway, let's let's save that for our game week thirty two pot, Brandon, which will be like I don't know seven weeks from now, whenever that, mm-hmm. uh, whenever mm-hmm. that rolls around. Brings us to game week twenty five. This was a big one. The top score that you could have had this week was one hundred and seventy seven points. Ah, very painful for me to see Gabriel Martinelli there. He was a player I dropped on a hit so that I could finally bring in Saka. Uh, and I, I mean, it kind of worked out, I guess, cause I did, I did captain Saka for the game week, but, uh, a, a very interesting game week. Uh, it, Arsenal doubled obviously. And, uh, kind of everyone came through for that team. I mean, you have, you have mm-hmm. five players from Arsenal and the six actually including Ramsdale, uh, the lowest score among them being Ben White with 13 points. So you really, you really couldn't go wrong with almost any combination. Uh, I even had Saliba who got team. 12 points. <laughs> yeah, Saliba had 12, which is still pretty good. And then yeah. Odegaard who didn't crack this team, but he scored a goal in that as well. And I think he must have finished around 12 points as well. Wild stuff. So yeah, wild, wild stuff. Uh, yeah, Martinelli. I guess this is the moment, uh, roundabout the moment where we're like, okay, we should have never given up on Gabriel Martinelli. He never left us. And yes. he continues to score through game week twenty eight. So I, oh, just I love this us. Man. 
I do too. Mm-hmm. I know. Just he's really. I feel like, uh, yeah, classic FPL overthinking uh, with with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and then Virgil Van Dyke too, a twenty four pointer. That is a massive, uh, a massive return for him. It's, to, to score twenty four <laughs> points and not be the player of the week is uh, shows you just how high scoring that that game week was. You you can't hold a candle to Junior Furpo with fifteen points. Wow. Probably got to be the first time in all, all his time at Leeds that he's cracked a, uh, a Kings yep. of the Game Week, Brandon. Better to um, burn out than fade away, Junior. Time to go. So, so this was this was Game Week 25, and Game Week 25 was a, was a double Game Week. It ended at midweek, and suddenly we were in a position where we a lot of people started to think, you know what, it just makes sense to wildcard now. And if, if I had a couple more days, I, I might have done it. I don't want to keep, you know, frustrating myself uh, about this decision but um it does feel like uh it I, I think it was it was just hard for me to pivot that soon after can i have all these players that delivered for me i was like I, I you know dropping all these liverpool players right before game week 26 it just didn't really make sense to me and uh and and sort of it worked out in the short term right which is that game week 26 was um was the liverpool week it was it was are they back are they good again and um i don't really know i mean i what do you say about a team that beats man united seven nil at home and then loses one nil away to bournemouth the next week like what do you what do you say about a team like that brennan how do you like explain that i would love to know (laughs) they're not good away from home Ah, i think they have poor away form is how i might i think it's it's not just any team i think the reason why it's curiosity is because it's liverpool and Liverpool have just been so unstoppable for five, five or six years at this point. And the, the switch in form was so dramatic that I think it's, it's left us all very curious and to see it slip, slip away so easily in the champions league. I mean, they were kind of, um, you know, they were, they were not a favored team in the champions league last season. I still made it to the final against Real Madrid. So, uh, it's just like yeah. that good of a team. Um, and, and this has been the, the question all season, right? It's like, what happened to Liverpool yep. end of cycle, yep. uh, too exhausted. Is it Sadio Mane? What's up with Klopp? And I think as far as we can tell, just from a fantasy perspective is don't, don't rely on Liverpool when they are away from Anfield. And when they play at Anfield, dreams can come true. Yeah. Much like it's they this, did with Salah in this this week with 21 points. Yeah. Salah came through. Gakpo scored a brace. Um, and uh, Darwin scored a brace as well. It was uh, just a, a very, uh, yeah, a, a pretty awesome match for, for all of the all the Liverpool players. And they kept a clean sheet as well, too. So anyone who had Trent or Van Dyke uh, came through on this one. So Joel, uh, uh, Danny Ward, uh, in his, his farewell appearance, Brandon. <laughs> <Pen> <laughs> picks save. up, Yeah, the pen save on James Ward-Prowse finishes on 11 points. And that may be the last time we ever see him in the Premier League. So, uh, you know, I, I guess he did play in What's the story well. there? Do you know anything? About, what are the rumors? Uh, it's just, just got to be how poorly Lester are playing right and he hasn't been good either so it's like you might as well just try something different yeah I, yeah, I guess I mean so. what it, it's not like you know yeah so and then they I guess they got points for the first time in five weeks so they probably stick with Iverson it's kind of like steel right it's like you just although I mean in Brighton's case they're playing pretty well so that that one was a little more surprising mm-hmm. uh the, the bringing in steel so 
Uh, yeah, and then uh, let's see. What else do we have in Game Week 26? Anything interesting? We have Wes Fafana injured again. Another Brennan Johnson appearance. Yeah. yeah, it's Brennan Johnson. I know. I briefly considered him on my, on my Game Week 27 wild card and uh, might have been the way to go. I don't know. I sort of I did talk myself into Solanke, and uh, we'll all laugh about that in a couple of weeks when he blanks in the double. But um, at the moment, uh, yeah, Johnson looks good. And uh, let's move on to Game Week 27, though, Brennan. You and I both wild carded into probably a worse team uh maybe maybe not in the end because the the second half i didn't of get 130 doubles, points i can tell you that much yeah yeah the second half of uh of game week 27 did come through for all of the doublers it really came through for anyone who bench boosted an incredible week for bench boosters kind of the, the dream week right which is that all these teams double and then all of your really good players who have one fixture come through as well mm-hmm. and uh yeah gabriel trossard and then all the doublers matoma march you, you actually couldn't go wrong with any of them because uh, McAllister's, I think, I think he finished on 11 points as well. Matoma Marge McAllister. Uh, and then uh, Ivan Tony picks up 13, a miracle assist. Brendan, a five point <laughs> assist doubled. Or no, I guess six, yeah. right? It's more like a 12 pointer late in that game. Incredible. Yeah, I'm looking at my bench and uh, Odegaard, Saliba, Botman, and, and Danny Ward. If I can do math, that's uh, 18 points. Um, I don't know. Let's see how I do next week. We'll, we'll see how I do. But yeah, I, I, I had kind of been, I tried to fade Brighton in 27 and it, it didn't really work. Uh, actually more than Brighton, I tried to fade the, uh, Brentford defense and right. that generally worked because I think my, my logic is kind of like, I see my logic, uh, reflected back at me here in the Kings of the game week, no Brighton defenders. It's uh, and Tony is the only Brighton player, uh, or uh, Brentford. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, so maybe that was in uh, in a sense the right yeah. decision for me. They, to they make. kept we'll that. Cl- they kept the clean sheet though. I think that was really the thing, yeah. right? Was keeping the clean yep. sheet in the second in the second fixture yep. was really what it only counts if you make the Kings, Josh. Yeah, that's true. And this and the yeah, we're we're, we're it's a blank slate when it comes to Kings of the Game Week, and we're starting fresh here. Uh, so let's move on to our final game week, which is game week 28, the week that just happened. Uh, Pedro's Poro scored a fun goal. No one has ever been more open in the Premier League than Pedro <laughs> Poro was when Sun slid that pass through to him. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've, everyone just forgot. I, I, it was amazing. Like, I feel like you just never see someone like the, the team switch off that much on a player. It was kind of remarkable. Well, Sun did a remarkable job finding him with pass. that pinpoint pass. So I think that, that, that did help a lot, but it's true. Pedro Paro will never score a, uh, a more enjoyable, more open goal. He still almost yeah. can try. He kept launching it. the yeah. ball over the frame and then he, uh, he adjusted his sights just enough to roof it. A beautiful yeah. goal. Great. Tyrone Mings with a 12 pointer. He assisted my beloved Emmy Buendia. Tyrone Mings suddenly uh, becomes one of those hindsight wildcard players. And you think sure. about Aston Villa. Yeah, Villa, they do double in 29, both away fixtures. Uh, but then they have a nice run leading into that game week 32 blank when Villa do play. They are yeah. away Brentford, but they have Forest and Newcastle both at home. So I think the, uh, Tyrone Mings is uh, definitely one to consider if you're thinking about moves to make over the break. 
Yeah, I think that uh, makes makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, good. Yeah, and Martinez popping up here as well. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I I have to admit, I just got a little. I think I got a little caught up in NCAA tournament world. This is always a tough game week for me, Brian. The NCAA tournament game week because I really I really love the NCAA basketball tournament. I get really sucked into it. All the matches are happening, and I end up maybe not. I, I let my eye off the ball FPL wise a little bit this week mm-hmm. more than any other week. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, in hindsight, you're right. It makes so much sense, even on a free hit to have brought him in. Right. And they're, they're playing Bournemouth at home. They've been reasonably strong defensively of late. Uh, and it would have made some sense. I think, I think even then I may not have gone for Mings. Uh, I may have gone for someone like Maddie cash and just hope to get a little more. Um, yeah. Or Moreno who's been playing really yeah. well on the left. So they had lots yeah. of different options for Villa. I think my, for those looking to solve a goalkeeper problem, too, Emmy Martinez is 4.9. I think he's yep. definitely one to consider. But then you've got a real potpourri across the midfield in the Kings yes, here for 28. So. Uh, Saka, of course, uh, yep. the true, the one true king. And then you've got Abdel Decore, Theo Walcott, Douglas Louise, and don't remember his first name, Jensen. Matthias. Uh, uh, Matthias Jensen at Brentford. You're you're like the first name king today. <laughs> um, what a wild! And then uh, Che Adams and Isak up front. This is this is definitely a blank game week. If I'm yeah, this is a this is a real what might have been free hit. Looking at this right now, Brandon, I'm seeing so many fun moves that we that you and I could have made. Right, you know. Villa would not have had any of these guys none of them <laughs> maybe Theo one Walcott? Villa defender get out of here yeah yeah uh i got a little thrown by the almiron injury late I, I all along i was planning to have almiron and then when he got injured it sort of i, I kind of panicked a little bit and i feel like I, if i had thought about it a little more calmly i would have maybe been a little more creative with my move i ended up bringing in mudrick who didn't even play a single minute in this match which i just goes to show like nobody really knows who's going to start in these games right it's, Everyone had him pegged to, to start in that match, mm-hmm. and uh, doesn't doesn't play a minute. So uh, it's all it's all guesswork. Who's actually going to start in these games? And I mean, educated guesswork. I'm not saying these people are are making it up completely, but it's you know it's it's we don't really know until until the game starts. Sure. So um, yeah, so uh, a weird one, kind of low scoring as well. And uh, yeah, congrats to the Saka Cavners. That was clearly um, the smart move there, and uh, comes through with 18 points. I, I, I'm sure I'm certain everyone who ca- who captained him ended up in a green arrow, and. That is your third quarter of the FPL season, Brandon. We saw a lot, a lot of doubles, a lot of wild, like massive returns. I feel like that was like a big story. It was like a lot of popular captain picks that got like between 15 and 20 points. And that's, that's really, um, so it's been kind of a swingy FPL season, I think, as a result of that. A a little bit unlike last year where I felt like everyone was kind of marching in lockstep. I didn't feel like we saw as many as many variations. I think part of it because he had some postponements and it made, I don't know, but I feel like this year it's like we've all kind of, there's, there's been a few different ways to go multiple times, right? You could go for Holland or Rashford, right? There's like certain players you could opt for in certain game weeks. And I think that's made things a little more fun. So, um, that's that's the pod. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. If you want to support the podcast, we'd really appreciate it. You can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Brendan, do you want to thank our producer patrons? Yeah, thank you to producers Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, to Big Gaffer, Bobas Coon, James Holland, Dave Wegner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Rich, Evan, Rich Evans, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Andy Portlock, Dan Parsons, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Lee Hickman, Bulger, Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, 
Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, our manager of the month, James Conroy, Shalin F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul Hertzig, Heath Cram, Roberto Morals, Thomas Tislov, and Noah and Louise. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media. And for all of our, uh, you know, official details, unofficial as well, yeah. go to holycheating.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you next week. Bye. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.